Hello there, super friends. I'm Kelly Gettner of Phoenix Sisters Cosplay. Or you might just know me because you're interested in the Virtual Super Friends Celebration. If you don't know what the Virtual Super Friends Celebration is, I'm here to tell you about it. This is a perfectly free virtual convention that's coming up Friday, June 11th through Sunday, June 13th. This will be hosted on Phoenix Sisters Cosplay, our YouTube, and our Facebook. I hope you join us. Something Something Dragons, Episode 43, The Children of Herkstock. Welcome to the Something Something Dragons podcast, a part of the Untold Stories Project. This is our actual play of the Carrion Crown Adventure Path. I am your host and Game Master Aaron, and with me today, as always, are the Rainbow Squad. Say hello, heroes. Hello, heroes. Hello, heroes. Hello. Hello. Hi. So when last we saw our heroes, they had just had a thrilling day of courtroom drama, fully worthy of being Law and Order Lepistat Edition, as we went through the first day of the Trial of the Beast, going through the events that had happened in the sleepy little swamp hamlet of Morast. The heroes had, by all accounts, done a pretty good job with the defense. That 20 from Lenza. That didn't hurt. I did not think that was be my strong point. Yeah. They had earned the respect, such as it is, from the prosecutor, Otto Heiger. And then they went to talk with uh, Thurl and Gustav to discuss what their next steps were, realizing that the next day is going to center around the murder of the children of the town of Hergstog. They found that the witness for the prosecution are a trio of sisters who had lived in Hergstog at the time, but now live in Lepistat. So the plan was to go and talk to them and then make their way to Hergstog, hopefully before nightfall. Am I leaving anything out? No, that sounds about right. Yeah, I can. All right. So it is just about... Three o'clock in the afternoon on Oath Day, the 16th of Farast. And we catch up to our heroes as they are making their way through the town of Lepistat, or through the city of Lepistat, over to the windmill where the sisters currently live. They live in a windmill? Well, they live in a house that is next to a windmill. Okay. But the windmill is how they make their they're living. They use the windmill to grind meal and whatnot. So yeah, you you make your way out to the outskirts of the city. The windmill is easy to locate because there's not exactly a ton of them. And there is a small home that looks like there probably isn't room inside of it for much beyond you know, the uh, the women's sleeping quarters and a common room and probably a fire. You do see that there is 
smoke coming out of the chimney. It's you know midday, so obviously you can't see if there's any lights on within the home or not. But if there's a fire in there. I just I dearly hope someone's home. One would hope, yes. Great. We we already dealt with one fire in Raven Grove. I was hoping to put at least one town between that. <laughs> no. I mean, the difference is at least if this is, if this place catches fire, you know, that's just a small house. Last time it was the uh, town hall. True. So I suppose that someone should knock. <sighs> I'm on it. It's not going to be Eklund. I'm on it. So we're just going to basically... We're here to ask them about what they're going to be saying tomorrow for the trial. It's, uh, uh, tell me, tell me your story. Yep. Yeah. It's the same thing we did with old Lasby. Yep. So basically we're just here for info about the trial of the beast, what you're going to be saying tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I can hopefully work with this. <laughs> this is me IRL, by the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> saying this. Lens is confident. All right. You knock on the door. And uh, after a few moments, you hear a, uh, a woman's voice calling, uh, A moment, a moment, I'll be right there. Door opens, and the woman who opens the door is... She is a heavy-set older woman. Not old. Maybe in her late 40s, but it looks like the years have been hard on her. Uh, she, her, her features are heavily lined. Her hair is... Still has black in it, but is more gray than black. She's not obese, but she is heavy set. She is she's got a good deal of weight onto her, and uh, she kind of opens the door and is looking kind of squarely at you know your sternum, and then her eyes go up because she was not expecting anyone as tall as an elf to be knocking on her door. Uh, 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 okay. Can 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 I help you? Uh yes. Wow, I <laughs> so sorry. I don't... I'm listening. This is sorry. My my brain just failed the words. It was like uh-huh. no. <laughs> when a natural one on your diplomacy check occurs in real life. Yeah. <laughs> God, um, that was lovely. We're here to gather information for the trial of the beast. We'd like to know your side of the story. <laughs> Basically, thank you for giving me something to work with. Uh, yes, we are um, here to gather some more info for the Trial of the Beast. We knew you would be uh, testifying in court tomorrow. Is it testifying? Yeah. Uh, hey, I can use words. <laughs> and we wanted to get your side of the story. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've already uh, talked to that nice uh, lawyer fellow and gave him everything, but uh, I-, I-, I suppose... Well, you know, with you, you you being all fancy, Starl, Starl, get the get the tea going. At the word fan, at, at you're all fancy. You see Eklund the, try to hide a laugh behind his hand, like fancy me. Even Eklund is carrying more wealth than this woman has probably ever had in her entire life. Exactly. You see from behind her a woman who is very. She's probably about six inches shorter. Uh, probably about a hundred pounds lighter, uh, but there's still a family resemblance in the face. She looks like she's a few years younger. You see her scurry past and go and take a kettle and set it onto a wood-burning stove that is connected to the fireplace. Yeah. Neat. So are these just short humans, or are they 
something they look other human. human. They look okay. human. I apparently missed the height. I mean, the tallest of them is about 5'6". Okay. So they're just so short. Tall as that one. Her, her sister is about 5 foot. And as they invite you in, you see that there is a third sister who's somewhere in the middle. So like 5 free? About that, yep. Smalls. The younger sister is... Uh, like I said, she's she's setting up tea. The the other sister, whose name you have not heard, uh, is currently looks like she is labeling burlap sacks. And um, the woman who answered you at the door invites you into a table that has three chairs. She will sit and then say, "Go ahead, be seated. What what, what do you want? You, so you you, you want to hear our our whole story, right?" That would be correct. Yes. Um, um, first, are you are you Garrow or Flitch? I'm Garrow. Uh, that one over there, and she gestures to the sister who's labeling the bags. That's Flitch. And that's my other sister, Starl. I'm going to sit just because I feel like that'd make for a better conversation. Okay. You know. Yeah, Eklund's just going to stand in the back uh, try, uh, with uh, petting Zarquin, whose head is popping out of his cloak. Okay. Does not oh. leave her at the inn alone. So, well, yeah, it started. It started about eight months past when poor Martin went missing. Martin, he was a lovely child, always, always wanted to help out and always offering up assistance. Bit of a troublemaker, liked to run out into the fields by himself with with his foolish friends. But sweet boy, sweet boy, uh, Martin went missing. And then uh, two nights later, uh, his parents started screaming as they came running out of their house saying that his ghost was there. Ghosts? Ghost only showed up at night, and, and the priests were able to, to, to put blocks around the doors of the house and keep the ghost inside for, for, for a little while. Uh, but then, then Guard went missing, and so did Alan. And then Rachel. That was that was terribly sad. And sure enough, each each time, two nights after the the child went missing, their ghost would appear. And then, of course, there was the day when 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 the beast came back, and he 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 came right in the middle of the day, holding Elsa's body and laughing, laughing like a madman, and brought her right to the foot of her family's door. Well, well, that was that was too much. By that point, all everyone was was on an edge, and and we we, we chased him right out of the village. Uh, there were there was fire, and there were pitchforks, and and they they the things inhuman. It it moves faster than any of us could, and and as much as we tried to catch it, it, it escaped into the swamp, laughing the whole time. Wasn't. It? could see Eklund biting his tongue to the point that he winces and a little blood comes out. Like, he's literally biting his tongue until it bleeds. I would be standing um, behind Lenza, just kind of observing, and okay. I would bring up... Um, could you describe what his, well, laughter was like? Oh, I was a inhuman thing. I couldn't repeat the sound if I tried. Because we have experienced... Well, well, we know who, um, how how he is. Um, we have talked to him. Could you? Can... Doesn't save your souls. Yeah, I'm. 
Um, thanks, but I don't think that's necessary. Well, um, he... Hold on, I am, as a person, mentally buffering real quick. <laughs> okay. Um, What's going around, I see. I... Passing uh, it around the Discord call. But what I, she's I, trying I, to I say diplomatically is... Are you sure he wasn't crying? Yeah. Well, there sure weren't no tears coming from his lips. Or from his eyes. How do you As know he, he can make tears if he is quote-unquote inhuman? He's not physically capable of making tears. Yeah, that. Well, be that as it may, it sure did sound and look a lot like laughter to me. Did he try to speak to you? He, no, he, he just brought you? the child right up to uh, up to Elsa's father's door. Did he? I wasn't terribly close, mind you. Right. Oh yeah. So you mentioned He's ghosts. Is that a thing that's always happened in the town? No, or was just, that uh, a... just starting with Martin. Uh, those so four... It just started with the kids. Yes, and mm. and then then it became too much with six dead children. The, their ghosts around. It, it was just it, it, the the town was unlivable, and 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 it, we, everyone left. There was there wasn't a plan per se, but. Uh, it, you know, their families moved out first because, of course, their homes were where the ghosts appeared most often. But uh, over time, uh, over just a few weeks, everyone left. And and the fewer people who were there, the more dangerous it was to be there. So so, so we left uh, six months past and uh, sold everything we had and bought this little windmill here in, in Lepstadt and... You know, if, 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 if our words can help bring the beast to justice, well, all the better. So, did you guys, did the town, as a collective, know that that the beast was was there before no. all of this? No. Or was we, we, his we appearance had... with Elsa the first time you realized he was there? No, that was that was that was definitely the first time that uh, we had any idea that he was here. If we knew he'd been in our in, near our village, we would have assumed that he was behind the murders from the from the beginning. And the ghosts? Did yes. they hurt anyone? Oh yes, they're they were they they were vile things. They 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 they, they liked to laugh and play, and and when they touched you, you could feel your, the life just drain out of you. Or so I hear. They never got us, but. But uh, Starl there, Starl, Starl, it, and she, she just kind of shudders with the memory. Uh, Karen caught me one time while we were preparing to leave. I thought it was safe to come out and 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 check on the horses the, 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 that night. But uh, yes, she she found. I'll I'll never forget. It was so cold. Can I? Can you what? Religion. Yes, you may make a knowledge religion check. Um, anyone who'd like can also give me a uh, sense motive check. I'm going to do sense motive first and then... Uh, sense motive is a charisma-based skill, if I'm not mistaken, right? It is not. It is a wisdom-based skill. All right, then. I do not have a bonus to it. But I rolled well. 23. 18 for me on sense motive. I rolled a 15. A 10. I rolled a 1. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well Lensa Yeah They're not or she's she's not lying but 
there is something about the story that doesn't quite add up and she knows what it is and is trying not to say it. She's leaving something out. Yeah. Uh, first things first, knowledge religion, 25. 25? This doesn't sound like a ghost. Well, it's an incorporeal undead. Yeah, but I don't think it's a ghost. It is not a ghost. So, a incorporeal undead who only comes out when the sun is set and their touch can drain your life and vitality and feels cold with glowing red eyes? That sounds like a wraith to you. That's not good. Oh, no. Are those better or worse than ghosts? D&D, they're worse. Uh, yes. It's debatable, but... So, uh, a wraith is not quite as dangerous as a ghost, but they are always evil. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let me put it this way. With a 25, you are able to discover or to know four important details about wraiths. What would you like to know, Lenza? Special attacks first. Special attacks. They have a number of special attacks. They attack with an incorporeal touch, which does negative energy damage and constitution drain. Drain? Drain. That's not good. No. No wonder everybody left. There's a difference. We need our necrotic damage. In addition, a human or a humanoid who is slain by a wraith will become a wraith spawn. They also have, I guess I'll call this a special attack. It's really more of a special ability, but normal animals will not approach within 30 feet of a wraith unless the uh, animal's controller can make a very difficult handle animal check. So they scare away animals. Yep. All right. So I'm leaving uh, Zarquin at home. The fences. The only defense that they have, although it's a pretty uh, big one, um, is they are incorporeal undead. Um, which right. means, you know, they, they can only be attacked with magic or magic weapons. Um, anything that originates from a physical source will do half damage to them. I still have two left. Uh, they do also have uh, channel resistance, so they are somewhat resistant to positive energy. Got it. Socks. Oh, to channels. Well, yeah. Do we do we know how they're made? I didn't say that. If you get killed by one, a humanoid become one. Right, but is that the only way? No, they can be they can be that created by any somewhere. sort of of powerful enough negative emotion at the time of their death. Okay. If you're really they were, like sad that. or angry. Uh, for children. Yep. You've got uh, two more things you'd like you could you can find out. You know what? One of them. What do you think's going to be most useful? They are powerless if caught in sunlight. They are staggered and cannot attack. Got it. And and I guess the last thing that's worth knowing is they have life sense. So um, they effectively, it's not that they have dark vision, but they can sense where there are living things within 60 feet. Got it. This is going to be a hard one. Uh, and how do I basically, I'm trying to figure out not how to word this. Basically, how do I get her to tell me what she's leaving out? Just ask her. <laughs> I mean, we'll start with the, just that... straight up say, 
I can tell you're leaving something out. Or is there any- or just- or more politely, is there anything more to the story? I feel like we're gonna do that, and then if she tries to dodge it, go straight for it. So yeah. And is that all? Go ahead and give me either your choice of a diplomacy or intimidate check. See, I diplomatize better, I think. Let me check. I suspect that to be the case. Yeah, I diplomatize a lot better. We're gonna do that. Give a plus two because of the spirit. Uh-huh. Uh, 29. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, after, after Elsa was, was killed and after we chased the beast into, into his, out into the swamps, we thought we drove him off, but, uh, Karen did die two days later. So Karen died and they found her. She was in her, in her own bed. The beast must've come back and snuck into her room and just killed her in her sleep and how how big is the beast i know this he's large it's like what eight feet tall uh closer to ten yeah oh. <laughs> and how exactly i how big is her house normal house sized okay i'm just curious as to how such a lumbering thing could well, he did move in human fast. How how do I know what he can do or what he cannot do? And at that, at that point, Starl says, "But her, there, there there weren't any signs on her." I understand that, Starl. But what else could it have been? Maybe one of the ghosts. Well, maybe maybe one of the ghost children did come and kill poor Karen in in their anger, but. You can see Eklund wrestling with a question that he wants to ask, and yet those would probably get him thrown out on his Orient rear. <laughs> question? Yes? Message. His spells aren't, like, typical spells. Right, you have your psychic spells, so there's no visible, like, somatic or... So I could send message to someone? Sure. Awesome. Gonna message Eklund. Just basically, what do you want to ask? Uh, Eklund minimize the flinch. Attempts to jump out of his skin and stop himself from jumping out of his skin in the same motion, which looks slightly like he was voluntarily breaking his knees and trying to hide it. <laughs> just so he just kind of, yeah, he disguises it as a sneeze, and then but he sends back. How did she die? I want to know how the how she died. Message being a cantrip. We have very minimal words. Yeah, I know. In D&D, it's 25 or less, so that's what I was going with. That's about it. Um. Starl will uh, say, we, if, 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 if you're going to, 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 to check out the, the village, I could draw you a quick map and show you where the children's houses were. That'd be great, actually. That yeah, would be super helpful. So, two things. The first one... Did you notice any strangers or strange things happening before and around the time the the children were disappearing? <laughs> Only the disappearing children. Okay, so there were no strangers in town or no. weird happenings before that. Okay. No. Other than Elsa and Karen, did did you find any of the other children? No, no. Martin, Guard, Alan, Rachel. None, none of their bodies were ever found. 
Only Elsa's was fat brought back, and then Karen was left in her bed. So, I'm, I'm not sure how to ask this sensitively, so I'm just going to ask. How did they die, and were there differences in the bodies afterwards? Well, I'm not a... Eklund has a look that's somewhere between, I can't believe he said that, and I'm so glad he, it was him and not me. I'm... I'm... I'm not exactly the gravedigger. I didn't uh, examine their bodies, but uh, and of course we never found the other four. We just saw their ghosts come back to town. Right, but that's I don't know. That feels like the kind of thing that would get around. Well, neither neither Elsa nor Karen had any marks on them, but the 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 the, the beast with those great massive hands of his, he could easily have just smothered them. Who would be responsible for checking the bodies? Well, that would have been uh, Father Peter. He was our priest. Are you still in Flicked, where did Father Peter go after after he left the town? And she's just been working with this, the bags the whole time, not not saying anything. And she just shrugs. Um, one final question. Mm-hmm. The two bodies that you did get back. Right. Did you, of course, have a funeral, bury them? Yes, Karen and... and... And Elsa are buried, buried by the old church. There are markers for the other four, of course, but uh, never found a body. Of course. All right. The the sister who's been sort of off doing the thing, you know, mm-hmm. writing on the bags and like, is it talking? Yeah. Does she seem? Does she seem traumatized, or does she seem like she's hiding? Give me a sense motive. Okay, that went so well last time. I'm sure it'll be fine. I've been wondering about that too. I'm thankful you went to get us. On a sense motive too. Oh, hey, that's better. Uh-huh. I rolled an eleven for a seventeen. Uh, 17's enough. No, she doesn't seem like she's in trauma. She seems like she has a profound case of I don't care. So maybe that there's trauma in her life that has just made her a bitter person, but it doesn't seem like this particular incident traumatized her. Okay. But it also seems like a a natural, her natural state of being, not like she's... You know those people who probably in their youth were really vibrant and pleasant people and very optimistic about life and then something terrible happened to them and then they spent the rest of their their lives being just bitter and nasty and waiting for their time to die yeah i know a few people like that now yeah yeah i have family members who i would describe that way that's the that is the definite impression you get that okay she's just in a state of something terrible happened to me and now i really just don't care Okay, so I guess, I mean, I guess we're we're on our way then, huh? I suppose Here we are we finished. Yeah. Plus, if we go during the day, we have a more strategic advantage. Oh, uh, the the ghosts. Did they spread throughout the town, or did they stay centralized to specific places? Well, they 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 each went to their homes first, but. Uh... They, 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 they certainly didn't have to stay there. I, I, I suspect that that's probably where they spent the days to get out of the sun. But at night, they would roam all across the village. Okay. 
Well, thank you for your time. So I have uh, put you guys on a new map on Roll20. That map is a map of Hergstog. It is very much a large scale map. There is also a little token that is the symbol of Phirasma, which is going to represent where the party is as you move around through the village. Uh, you will see that there are six buildings that have kind of a blue circle around them. Those are each homes of one of the children and the bodies or the, the names of those children are labeled on the map. What is one square here? So each square is 50 feet. Got it. So this is not a combat map. This is just to have a sense of moving around the village when we get there. And if we're fighting we something big enough to be fought on a map this size, I think I'm just going to quit the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll have a TPK before we can I quit. Don't think, I don't think we're quite ready for a Tarask. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so... I mean, I guess if we were doing, like, you guys were leading troops through in a mass battle, then a map, a combat map with 50 foot squares could be useful, but no. That also sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, fair, not right now. It would be awesome, but it is not appropriate for this point of this campaign. <laughs> anyway. So we right. will say goodbye to the sisters and go get some horses, because this is further away than... So you're able to get some horses. You are able to follow a road from Lepestad over to where Hergstag is. Um, you are going to get there about five o'clock in the afternoon. Um, so you have uh, about two hours before sunset. When you arrive, as you ride up to where you can see the remnants of the town, really, the farmland has fallen to complete ruin, and I'm not going to ask for the survival check because I believe Eklund could make it even with a natural one, but it takes a survival check to even follow the paths as you get closer to the town. Uh, like, the road to the town is fine, but... A natural one, he'd have a 10 to survival. Yeah, you'd, you, you'd be able to make it by taking 10 without any problem. As you ride up closer, you can also see that the fields um had been abandoned you know if you look think about seven months ago it was late summer so um right now everything is dead but you can see where corn husks and rotting vegetation is out in the woods or out in the fields um the grass has grown up very high the houses that are on the outskirts of town just look like they were abandoned quickly in many cases doors are left unlocked some of them still have furniture in them but some of them look like even the furniture has been taken so this area that that Hirschdog is in mm -hmm. is there any reason like does this does this area have any historical significance that would mean that someone would want to drive people away from it uh give me a knowledge local or knowledge history check uh, that is a roll to 10 for a total of 20 on history. Okay. Yeah, nothing's coming to your mind. It's the kind of town that maybe at some point there was a hero who came from Hergstag, but it doesn't really have any significant historical events associated with it beyond that. Okay. And, you know, when I say some hero, I don't mean like, you know, 
Ayomede was born in this village, I mean. Right, right. That's what I was thinking was, was there a, you know, somebody who eventually ascended, were they from here or was yeah. one of those kind of battles fought here, that kind nope. of thing? It's a fairly sleepy little village. Possibly the hometown of another adventure. It wasn't being haunted by ghosts. It was like a nice day. What did Ayomede do again? Uh, Ayomede is one of the gods in Galarian, who in her life, <laughs> she was a paladin of the god Eridan. She ascended to godhood using the Trial of the Starstone, and then when Eridan died, most of his worshippers uh, ended up flocking to her. <clears throat> and there are there are lots of adventure paths that have a whole lot to do with Ayamede, but this is not one mm-hmm. of them. Um, <laughs> no. Alright, so I guess the first thing we should do is we'll, uh, he'll look at the little map that um, the sister drew mm-hmm. and go, I guess we, we just kind of follow the paths in the town and hit these houses one by one? Okay. I guess. Illyris, can you give me a perception check? Absolutely. I, I got a 10. Okay. Uh, Let me just uh, bounce a die real fast. Oh, hot dear. garbage. <laughs> um, Azatha, as you guys are coming into the town and you guys are dismounting from the horses or in the tall grass, you put your foot down and you all hear a clang as metal teeth snap up from the ground. Oh, um, wow. Oh. Will a 26 well. hit your flat-footed AC? Oh my god. I, I think she no, just got actually. caught in a bear trap. Uh-huh. I can fly. I levitate. and That does not hit me. <laughs> Liar. <Don't> um, hit <laughs> it hits me. Yeah. The jaws of a bear trap snap yeah. up around your ankle, and there is a crunch as the jaws snap oh. into you for nine points of damage. That is not oh, good. Wonderful. Oh. Thanks, GM. Oh, this is nine this points is of damage. Thing. You're lucky it didn't take your foot off. Yeah. Your speed oh. will be halved because it bo- it it is all but broken your ankle, and your off? foot is still trapped. Wow, I am going to yell at the top of my lungs some pretty unpleasant words in Draconic. Um, <laughs> you speak that. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Let's just get it off. Father isn't listening into this. Let's say. <laughs> I mean, Jaren speaks draconic, so he can he understands what you're saying. Just I can tell about for about five minutes straight. Yeah, I think everyone anyway. can tell what she's saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't speak draconic, draconic, but I have a pretty good idea. Yeah. It's not subtle. All right, but how would Yeah, so uh, currently you are immobilized because this trap is just... All right, let's keep our voice down. Okay, I... okay, 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 okay. Stand still. Just stand still. And I will go over and try to open the trap. Okay. You can try to open it with a disabled device check, an escape artist check, or just a raw strength check. Well, I can't use disabled device. You're um, not that kind of gnome. Yep. 
nothing. I kind of know. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, escape escape artist? artist or strength? Ooh, um, I mean, I'm real strong, but I think we'll use escape artist. Okay. Please don't take my foot off. <laughs> what is it? Uh, <laughs> Roll a seven for a thirteen. Yeah. Um, you're looking at it. And you're like. Well, I could try to tell her to wiggle her foot that... No, no, that won't work. And it basically is going to occur to you that maybe someone who is uh, inclined toward mechanical things should be the one to uh, take a look at this. Lyris? I'm gonna look over yes. at Lyris and be like... Ah, help! Oh. oh, of course. Uh, of course. I I'm sorry. What do I need to do? Uh, you can make a disable device check to... Uh... Remove the trap from around. Doesn't she have like a plus 10 to that? I think it's 16. Yeah, it's pretty high right now. God. Uh, so, yeah, I should probably have offered straight away. Uh, but hold on. Just let me do this. Sorry. Huh. I think that's going to do it. That's a 33. Does that work? You <laughs> are easily able to find the release on the trap and make it spring back open and not continue to crush uh, Azatha's. Can I take this with me? Uh, it's chained into a spike embedded in the ground. You could dig it out, but it can would take, take some effort. That? Could probably do that. You can. It, it will just take you some time. So we got Azatha out, right? I think mm -hmm. I'll do that. I'm gonna take this with me. Can I make a heal check to try to make her not hurt her ankle anymore while walking? Yes, give me a, you can give me a heal check. I can uh, confirm I am not going anywhere for a bit. Uh, plus 10. We have the same. We confirmed yeah. that last time. No. Got 29. 28. Dang it. We got close. Uh, 19 and then 18 on the die. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are both... You got Working in tandem, the two of you are quickly able to uh, make a splint for Azatha's ankle. Uh, you know, she's still down 9 hit points, but she can walk can... at her normal ability to walk. What wands do I have? I have uh, everyone who wand. likes can give me a perception check as well. Sure, I'm also going to cure a Perception, I have that. Everybody has that. 25. Now I roll bad. So 25 Ooh, for me. 26 from... 25 from Mechlin, 26 from Aliris. Perception, you said? Uh-huh. 10. I'm rolling real well today. 17. Aliris and Eklin. You both hear, coming from across the river, a... There's <laughs> a child coming to fight us. It's faint, uh, uh, but you can hear it. Before he says anything, you can see Eklund, like, just stiffen, and all of his goosebumps go up before he goes, someone laughing at us from across the river, and it's... If it was to be the Piper of Elamarsh, I wouldn't be surprised. It is scary. You're nowhere near Elamarsh. I probably <laughs> killed that guy. He doesn't even have geography as a skill. Bold of you to assume he knows that. <laughs> I thought we killed that Not guy. Not even on his list. You did. Kill that guy and can kill this son of a gun, too. <laughs> so, you think that's basically? I mean, nothing is approaching you. It is still... Good. Twilight. Um, I, I mean, it's there. There's still sun in the sky, so. All right. Can I um? I'm gonna pull out a wand of cure light winds and make a use magic device check. Okay. Right now, it's not on my spell list. Right. Metal spirits. 
has a plus two, because it's still at least a charisma-based skill. Mm-hmm. Thank God for that plus two. Twenty. Okay, you are able to activate the wand. Uh, Go ahead and tap her with the wand. Wait. I think you got cut hey. off there. That was, you heal eight. Yeah. Nice. I only have one hit point down. Wait, yep. now that wait is, wait. Yes. Yeah, you took nine, you healed eight. You should be down one. And you should be able okay. to walk now. Yep. Ah, uh, yep. Yeah, between the magical Except... healing and the splint, <laughs> it's a little tender, but you don't think it's going to be a problem. Oh, thanks, I am. Oh. Better? Oh, I really hope that doesn't happen again. Anytime soon. Oh, jeez. Let's keep an extra eye out. Jacqueline pokes at Lyris and mutters, this is a perfect time to run over there and offer her your shoulder. Oh, oh, yes, of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> Proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> when Eklund's giving you these kind of tips, you knew you need to, like... <laughs> Alright, so, uh... You might notice I have now marked the map to show where there, where the trap was. Let's go to this house first. I mean, that's, that's on the way, but I think maybe we should check out the laughing voice first. Where did we hear the voice from? If I'm not mistaken, I thought it was over there. It was coming from that direction. Okay. Uh, Eklund will shift. Eklund will shift his hands into claws as he walks. Okay. Jaren will keep his eyes on the ground surrounding them. Okay. After that, Azalta is also being hyper aware of like everything. Sure. I would like. Uh, who is walking in the in front? Eklund. Okay. Solaris want to be up there as well. I mean, I'm assuming we're not walking single file. I think Alyris is uh, offering Azatha her shoulder. I am. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know you. Uh, Jan will actually scamper up to Eklund at the front and go, this might be a good time to take to the air. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, so, yeah, Eklund, Eklund just blinks like the idea hadn't occurred to him, nods, and uh, takes wing as a uh, giant great horned owl. Okay. All right. Everyone in the party may give me a perception check. Okay. Let's sure hope none of us fail this. I mean, I've been doing so well. I really with one person really bad at projecting. Fifteen. I didn't do good. <laughs> <laughs> Got eleven. <laughs> one more than last time. Wait, no, one more than the time before last time. Green. Fifteen. Blue. Eighteen. Red. Nine. Orange. 10. 11? Or, sorry, Alyris? <laughs> 12. <laughs> 11. <laughs> sorry. I can see all of your rolls. Um, yes, Alyris. Um, that's a uh, 12, you say. I get the highest. Uh-huh. Oh. I roll a six! Look, I don't think I've rolled over a 10 yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, well, the good news is that the trap cannot get a critical on its to-hit roll. Because uh, that was a natural 20. Did you just step in a trap as often? No. Just stab us all in the face and get it over with? No, it would be the person who was in the front. Oh, one's flying now, though. Yep. So what happens is that just as... Jaren tells Eklund, now would be a good time to take to the air. Eklund shifts, 
takes to the wing, and as Jaren steps back to get away from the wind, or from the wings flapping, snap. Uh, uh, oh my god, whoever left out these bear traps, I'm going to, like, split them. So, uh, Jaren, there is a... Just as you guys are getting near the, you know, uh, closer to that house, there is another crunch, and this time it's on your ankle. Mm -hmm. Snaps onto you for 10 points of damage. I This is not voting well, because this is exactly how we started the fight with Faramin, taking damage from external oh. sources as we walk towards something dangerous. Uh-huh. Not liking oh, this. I'm not liking this one bit. So... Jaren doesn't make any noises. He just stands perfectly still and breathes very loudly. <laughs> it's that. <laughs> and then after a moment goes, get this off. Get this off now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Eklund yes. is also, he's gonna fly down in case, I mean, he can't do much as an owl, but if there's any healing, you know. he can do. I got you. Someone say my name. Yes, can you get him he out of this? He needs help more than me now. <sighs> Sit tight. Uh, I'm... Okay. What What do I roll? Disable device again. Right, again. I'll be right back as well. Fail. Right. Oh. And 19? You do get a bonus from your tools, so that will be enough that you are able to release it. This one was not oh. chained, so you could have still walked around with it, but, it, you know. Don't. Yeah. No, don't. All right. Eklund will fly down and offer Jaren his back. Wait a second. Gil check to try to once again make another, like, inch. Well, I mean, you could just try to use the wand sure. first. Let's try that first. Because if there's magical healing, nope. then... Fail. Everything. Tap, tap, tap. Can't get this thing to work right nice. now. Um, I mean, there's I no penalty for failure as long as you don't get a natural one, so you can try again. I just try again. Okay, yeah. yep. And at least don't use this thing like you do with scrolls, we feel. Nope, doesn't use up the charge. As long as you don't get a natural one, you can keep trying. Try again? What happens if you get a nat one? Then you can't uh, use it again for another day. There we go. Got it. Took free tries. Okay, so it takes you about 15 seconds of trying to focus your power through the wand, but you are able to make it glow. The whole time, Jared's just standing there, breathing through his nose, with his eye twitching. Like... <laughs> oh, wow. Heal seven. <sighs> okay. Let's and at find this out point, who you, I need to kill. At this point, you can all hear the... <laughs> Coming from what you know is Alan's house. Well, the child's at least happy. That is very sarcastic. Does Lensa say uh, that? I'm going yes, to murder a child for the. Uh, yeah, Ekla just turns around and pecks her lightly on the head. Or yeah, he flaps up two uh, wing beats and pecks her on the head. Then flies down and again offers like offers to a ride to Jaren because Jaren's the only one he can carry. Hey, Azafa, good news. It's already dead. Uh, yeah, uh, this guy's gonna feel even more pain after I'm done with it. Jared's <laughs> just like, yeah, you laugh it up, kid! Um, and we'll say, uh, you can pick me up by the shoulders. 
Uh, but that'll, that'll mean he can't use his claws, though. Right, but if there's a moment where you want to use your claws, you're I'm going to want to use my fists, so you're going to have to put me down anyway. He, uh, he, uh, he pecks Lens's hand, the one with the ring on it. I cannot give you the ring when you're already in the owl form. That's true. <laughs> he can't put it on his head or something? Nope. Nope. She so it's just... On him. Yeah, sure, I can message you. Okay, so he'll peck her head instead. Fine, fine. How's that message? What is it? Tell Jaren that if he rides on my back, we can be like a battering ram. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> all we hear, all we hear is no. <laughs> Accompanied with a glare from Lenzo of just no. We are not doing that. And then size heavily. If he picks up Jaren, will that mean if we roll initiative, he has to set him down during his first turn, or is that a free action? Or Jaren would have to jump or something, yeah. As long as you're not 40 feet in the air, you could just let go. Yeah, so Eklund will pick him up, but only fly five feet off the ground, or have Jaren five feet off the ground, which means Eklund's about ten feet up, because he's five feet long. Sure. Alright, let's try to minimize having that happen again. I guess I'm taking the lead. On the ground. <laughs> yeah, I mean on the ground. Well, and I'll just be like, I'll just be like, maybe I can see better from up here. Because <laughs> I think the problem is, is that for me, like, the grass and weeds are probably taller than me, so. They're close. <laughs> Let's continue. So you uh, give me another perception check as you guys all approach uh, the house. Can I make one just to, like, hoot if there's someone about yeah, to step Yeah, absolutely. In I mean, you're not going to step in the trap, but you it's can 25. still see it. Please give me a good warning, because I got a 15. <laughs> I mean, I did better. I got a 12. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> Getting there. Oh, this is, uh... Ooh, this bodes well. I a 10. 10? <laughs> Get him out now. Oh, we are just having a great night tonight. And Aliris? Oh. What are we rolling again? Perception to see Perception. if you guys see any more traps between here and the house. Minimize getting hey, caught Perception. Again. Should probably roll that. <laughs> I got a 24. Okay. You guys do not see any traps ahead of you as you come up to Alan's house. <laughs> that doesn't mean someone's not about to step in one, but... Yep. So, great uh, combat map. I'm putting you on a new map. Position yourselves as you would like around the house. The house is just crudely drawn because I was expecting you guys to come to Hergstog at night and encounter them outside the houses, so I don't have interiors of the houses drawn. So I had to do this quickly. I'm assuming Azapa and, Lear and Lyris are in the back. Probably. Yeah. We can head to the roof. <laughs> what kind of roofs are they? This is a single-story home. There are a couple of windows, um, which I have not put on the map. Let me draw those real fast. I'll draw the windows in blue. It looks like there might have been glass in these windows, but it has long since been broken out. The door is slightly askew, not off its hinges, but it just looks like it wasn't locked. Looking in, you can see that apparently Alan was uh, probably, their family was probably a poorer family because there was no floor. It was a dirt floor and uh, there is overgrowth in the on the floor. It's not difficult terrain, but there is grass and whatnot that has grown up 
over the six months or seven months. What type of roof is it? It is a, uh, it looks like a wooden roof that has uh, insulation made from, uh, you know, heavy grass, but there's a wood underneath it. Well, since I'm rolling so good on perception, so good. Can I walk close to the door and listen? Sure. It's going to go great. Oh, apparently that worked. Uh, 25. It's not bad. Apparently uh, it's going to go great. It worked. Remember I uh, taunted all of you guys for not opening your character sheets? Yeah. Guess what I didn't do. <laughs> I thought you said you don't have a character sheet. He did, in fact, say that. I did. I was about to go, but don't. You do not hear anything from within the in the home at the moment. I'm still bracing for an attack, man. Okay. Actually, Eklund will set Jaren down so that he can fight. I feel like just to keep us all honest, why don't we go ahead and go into initiative? Sure. <laughs> That's about accurate. Where did you put me down? Right there. right there. So you guys can position yourselves wherever you want around the house before Lenko. Okay, I can't move here. you, but I'll put you. Yeah. So, uh, and Eklund, Eklund's flying about there. Uh, blue, what was your initiative? 10. Red. 7. Green. 20. Yellow. 14. Orange. 23. Okay. We will call it a surprise round uh, when Lensa opens the door as she surprises anything that might have been inside of, hey, someone opened my door. And then we will go into actual initiative for the non-surprise round. So, Jaren, you have the highest initiative. Lensa has opened the door. The interior is, there is enough light coming in from the windows and the small holes in the roof that it is. You can see fine in the interior of the building, but it is not direct sunlight. Okay. I am going to, because I'm expecting to get into a fight with something here. Mm -hmm. So I am going to go ahead and use one of my martial flexibilities. Okay. And I am going to add spring attack to Ooh. my to my feats. Okay. Spring attack is basically I can move hit something, and move. Nice. Useful. Sounds smart. So, you prepare spring attack. Eklund is going to ready his claws in case anything jumps out, and whatever type of damage, lethal or non-lethal, it deals, he'll deal as well, because it's a child. <laughs> um, so before this, could I have talked to them about what I figured out? I assume that you t you filled them in everything that you knew about Wraith. Yeah. I'm going to emphasize, do not go non-lethal because these things are always evil yeah the mercy is setting its soul to rest it's also worth pointing out that undead are immune to non-lethal damage oh never mind i didn't know that okay so he'll deal lethal then and i assumed that this was uh the conversation we had on the way here yeah oh yeah probably he still feels bad about it because he already killed a pregnant manticore this week he doesn't yeah. need to Oh They're also evil. In any case, uh, so Jaren, you, you, Jaren, for your move action, you did martial flexibility. Are you taking any other actions or? No. Okay. I'm just prepping. Okay. Uh, Eklund, are you just going to stay at attention or are you going to go yeah. in or? Ready claws and I guess you can't ready two actions. I was going to say ready claws and if Lensa moves, I move, but. Yeah, you you can delay and just wait until after Lensa takes her action, but... I take my move action? 
I mean, you could take your whole... You can delay your whole turn until after lenses, is what I'm saying. I'm gonna ready my action. Okay. I'm gonna attack if anything attacks anyone near me. Okay. Uh, and are you on the ground, or do you, do I need a flight check for you to hover in place? Oh, I thought I was... I'm only five feet up. Does that... Right. You still need to either land or make a hover check. All right, yeah, I'm gonna make a hover check then. All right, give me a flight check. Yeah, you're fine. Okay. So, Jaren takes his action. Eklund readies. From within the home. <laughs> Have you come to play with me? <laughs> Ooh. I do not like the way that sounds. Illyris. Were those your bear traps? No, they left those when they went away. But we've played with them with other people. <laughs> Eklund is uh, trying very hard. To... Also, he left Zarquin back with the horses. Sure. He's trying very hard to hide that uh, all the feathers around his neck are just puffing up like a hedgehog in the dryer, so... <laughs> Alright. Um, Elyris, what would you like to do? No, normally at this point, if I were meeting someone, I would offer them bread, but I do not feel like this would be an appropriate thing to do in this situation. <laughs> that, that seems entirely legitimate. I don't know, maybe you could lure it out with the, the promised bread. <laughs> Oh, uh, yes, after the incorporeal form of bread. Could make a dirt tower. I don't know. You could. <laughs> I don't think that. I would really I'm sure what that would accomplish. I'm honestly sad that you're I mean, I will point out that you have the only ghost touch weapon in the party. Yeah, yeah. Pull Zero, but I mean, we haven't turned to hostility yet. I don't know. I feel like the bear traps were pretty know. hostile. <laughs> 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 That's a good point. But I, I don't know if I just want to run in there guns a-blazing. You can delay. Well, it does seem be, to be willing yeah. to talk I'll so we could delay. ask it something. Yeah, I'll wait until someone else attacks first, because I don't want to be the first person to... <laughs> okay. You can also, you can hear... Actually, no, none of them could speak owl, but anyway, Eklund's muttering, um... This cannot be scarier than Ferriman. Stop being scared. You killed the splatter man. <laughs> Lenta. It's just a dead child. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> oh my god, that's... I will say, Lensa, that you do not see anyone directly in front of you. Um, like I said, the door is ajar, so you can see in. But you do not see anyone or anything directly in front of you. We don't want to hurt you. But we will if we must. If I step in there, will you attack? I don't want to hurt anyone. I just want to play. Oh? What's oh, gonna happen? <laughs> Eklund goes, oh, Eklund can't talk. I forget. You can't talk. Hush. It's gonna, it's gonna attack. <sighs> I'm gonna go in. What you doing, Lenza? I'm gonna go in. Okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> As you step through the doorway, I'm in racing the corner, for an attack. Huh? <laughs> I'm bracing for an attack. Yeah, he was standing in the Stop. corner. Um, yeah, and so. he, he has a very good stealth. I I had a theory of, yeah, the dead kid's gonna attack. Oh, that is creepy as <laughs> Oh, I don't approve of this. Hold <laughs> on, go away. <laughs> for the listeners, I mean, you know that's... those Miss Peregrine's home of peculiar children pictures? It's that. And the child has completely black eyes. With button- it's that, <laughs> but Coraline. Anyhow, Coraline like, it looks like someone movie. saw the kid in the both eyes. 
as you you walk in the door, a a a small dark dark hand uh, reaches out to try to touch you. It's a touch AC, isn't it? It is. And will a seventeen hit your touch AC? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that means yes. What does my normal AC? Okay. Yeah, of course, it hits my touch. Okay, so this tiny shriveled black hand reaches out and touches you, passing right through the center of your chest. You will take one point of negative energy damage, and I need a fortitude save. Where is our necrotic damage meat shield when we need him? Raven grow. I mean, you just did damage to me. It was not one point. Or maybe I accidentally did something, but I messed up, apparently, because I just went down what? eight. I just went down eight. Yeah, you, you did something wrong. You should have only gone down one. But I do need a fortitude yeah. save. I don't do that well. I do not do it well. You do not. What did, what did we get? 13. So you take the one point of damage, and as the hand reaches through you, you just feel this cold spreading through your limbs as you yeah, take yeah. one How point much? of constitution drain. Lovely. Drain, too. That's not good. That changes. Um, it's like damage, but it doesn't come back naturally. But you fix it then. Magic. Spells. That's not good. That's not good. That changes my modifier. And he, he just laughs and goes, "Ooh, I've never played with an elf before." <laughs> hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Back up. Problems here. Problems. Yeah, I'm at eleven now instead of twelve. That means I take five points of temporary hit point. Yeah, your level and con. At least five more. Yep. And huh? my other question is, that's technically only a five-foot step. Since it's really open, I could have probably just... Yeah. Can I still try to hit off the wand? You can try. We're going to go for it. All right, so first I'm going to need... First, you need to use magic device. We get it. Okay. Uh, then go ahead and make a, uh, a melee touch attack. Oh. oh, nine hells and a tenth to boot. No, I mean the good. The good news is you've already activated the wand, so it is charged. So you won't have to do that again if you swing the wand at it. So that's you the good news. It's not very good. Eh, it could be worse. <sighs> but yeah, you you swing the wand out, and and the 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 the, the ghostly little boy just kind of chuckles as he ducks underneath it. Azatha. I have a question, although I don't okay. think anyone can cast this. What if you cast Calm Emotions on a Wraith if they were born from uh, hatred and other angry em negative emotions at their death? Calm Emotions is a mind-affecting enchantment, and undead are all immune to mind-affecting mind enchantment spells. You can't do a Talia Raspberry. Azatha. Alright. Um... I would call out to it, uh, hey, sorry, maybe a bit insensitive, but, uh, how did you die? Need to read, no, for research purposes, you know. <laughs> he does not seem inclined to answer. <laughs> sorry, uh, about that. I'd, I like see uh, it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Can I make a check to see if I was actually accurate on my prediction? Sure, give me an, uh, another knowledge religion. Religion? I'm not really good. Oh, 27. I'm gonna shut up, apparently. 
you can tell that not only were you correct about it being a wraith, but that this child is still a wraith spawn, and they are less powerful than a full wraith. If we fight a full wraith, we're just gonna die. But so, you, yeah. that that would suggest to you that there is a full wraith. Because if someone died and spontaneously became a wraith, they wouldn't be a wraith spawn. They'd be a full-on wraith. They'd be a full-on wraith. That they were killed by a wraith. So yes, wraith. you can you can infer that whatever killed the child was he, the child was killed by a wraith. Awesome, that's good. I can just so. prove. Hey, I almost died. Anyhow, Azatha, it's your turn. Well, now we know. <laughs> I'm casting mage armor on myself. That is entirely wise, and probably something you should have done before you even stepped into town. Yes. Yeah. Because it does last five hours at a time. It's par for the course, honestly, though. Yeah. Okay, so Azatha casts Mage Armor. Are you going to take a move action? I kind of don't want to go in there. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm staying back for the moment. Okay. Oh my god, if Lensa dies, I swear I'm going to, like... And the guy who broke this head. I, I think that if I uh, if I kill another one of Blue's PCs, you know, less than ten episodes after her last one died, I think she might kill me. GM kills them, me. Well, you see, according to the rules we agreed to, they're not dead. Or even close. They just get revived by the gods. Hey, I know where you sleep. Same here. Uh, Jaren, it is your turn. Um, through the open door, you would have been able to see at least most of that interchange. You haven't actually seen the child, but you did see his hand reach out and pass through Lensa. And, you know, elves don't normally look like they age, but for a moment, you could have sworn that you saw, you know, age lines appear on her face. Right. Okay. Um... Scary as well. Fortunately, she's standing in my way. You can still move through this Yeah, but... I was going to say, say if you'd wanted to move further into the room, you had only basically made a five-foot step, but you already provoked his attack of opportunity, so if you'd like to take a slightly further step, you know, you still need to be adjacent for you to have made the attack on him, but you could have stepped there. Let's corner it. Yeah. It won't actually corner it, but cornered like flanking no no actually all right so i will move into the room okay i assume i can see it yep it's visible i am going to attempt to hit it okay Uh, that is a 15 to hit a 15 will exactly hit the ghost child okay nice uh that is six points of magical bludgeoning and Jaren is also a shadow hunter. Uh-huh. So, uh, coupled with his magical fists, that means he does full damage to incorporeal... Very nice. Uh, ...creatures. So, you punch it, and as you do, little bits of shadow wrap themselves around your fist as it impacts the ghostly child. And Lensa, to your eyes, it looks like he just punched something solid as the child rocks back against the wall. Oh, that's lovely. And I will use my spring attack and finish my movement here. Okay. And because you use spring attack, that does not provoke, so you're good. Eklund, through the door, you just saw Jaren kind of spring in, 
punch around the corner where you can't quite see, and then hop back all in one very fluid movement. Question one. How many actions does it count as if I change forms? That is a standard action to change shape. So I can move before I do that? Yeah. Question two. Do I have to revert to humanoid form in between? No. Question three. Do I get to acrobatics against this guy if I provoke, or is he just attacking me? You can make an acrobatics uh, roll to avoid the attack of opportunity as you move through the as you fly through the threatened square. Okay, so Eklund is gonna fly in here. Okay. I have him make his. Say you're not moving through his square; you're just moving past it. So even if you fail the acrobatics check, it won't stop your movement. So give me the acrobatics check. Eighteen. Eighteen. That will not avoid the attack of opportunity. So he will reach out Ooh! to touch you. Will a 13 hit your touch AC? I actually don't know. I haven't used touch AC since Harrison. No, I have a 15 to my touch AC. Oh, I forgot to put on my owl form buff. So that's just me normally. Okay. In any either case, way, it's still not going to hit. Yep. So you, uh, you, you fly past and although Alan reaches out to touch you, you are moving too quickly for him to succeed. Then when I land, I am going to shift into tiger form. I I feel like visually it's actually the owl entering the it's like the 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 doorway is like this weird magical barrier whereas the owl enters one side, the tiger comes out the other. Almost, yeah. <laughs> so it's like the tiger lands on the on the ground. I mean, the way I see it, he he flies into the room and he he spins around in midair, and then a tiger hits the floor. Like he shapeshifts back end first into this snarling tiger. That's Eklund's turn, and Alan is just gonna say, "You're not playing very nice at all." <laughs> and as he starts to laugh, we will pick up here next time. Uh, what? Oh, rude. Fair. I mean, it's fair. <laughs> So, as always, keep an eye open for mimics and for undead children. Never feed a goblin and something something dragons. Something something dragons uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Something something dragons is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Carrion Crown, Trial of the Beast, was written by Richard Penn. If you like what you're hearing, come check out our other shows on Twitch and YouTube at the Untold Stories Project. Also, drop us a review in iTunes. It really helps people find us. You can also join our Discord server at Untold Stories Project, or send us an email at untoldstoriesandgames at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.